It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer. Good morning. Welcome to episode 14 of the Michelle the Trainer Show with our very special guest star, Elena, founder of Entre Princess. She is an intuitive business coach for highly sensitive, creative, and empathetic women entrepreneurs. Before this, she's always been a serial entrepreneur, and she was the founder of an international luxury skincare brand that she founded in Switzerland. Seven figures she successfully fundraised for her business, and it launched all through all the world-famous department stores, including Harrods, through Europe, through the Middle East. She's been in glossy magazines such as Vogue, Glamour, Cosmopolitan. She won Harper's Bazaar Hot 100 Award uh, for Best SOS Skincare. Anyway, she fulfilled her personal dream of selling this business to a market leader early in 2014, and now she's dedicated to helping sensitive women on their entrepreneurial journeys. Um, Again, calling in from Munich, Germany. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. I want to remind everyone to read the file names, read the file names, read the file names in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you happen to find the show. Read the file names because the show types might be different and I'm really trying to put as much information for you in the file names as possible so that, you know, you can listen to what you want to listen to. Thank you for your time. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Dawn Casey Rowe, author of Don't Sniff the Glue, A Teacher's Misadventures in Education Reform. And we're listening to The Michelle the Trainer Show. Aloha and welcome to The Michelle the Trainer Show, episode 14, where we've got Elena, I'm not going to even attempt the last name, calling in all the way from Munich, Germany. It's Herdiker Kopf, Herdiker Hopf. Elena, are you there? Don't make fun of me. I am there. Hi, Michelle. I'm so delighted to be here. And and a good good job at attempting my last name. It is difficult. It's her Dickerhoff, but I won't expect anyone to know how to say that. Thank you so much. It's easier to spell, I think. Yes, yes, yes. I will stick with Elena. That's just fine. Yeah, so I met you um, on entreprincess.com. That's E-N-T-R-E princess.com. And you've always worked with uh, HSP. Will you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes, it sounds like something very exotic. Basically, HSP stands for being a highly sensitive person. That can be men or women. And highly sensitive people are simply people that kind of feel more, sense more, uh, and they're like a sponge to outside energies. And about 20% of the general population are HSPs. This affects women as much as it affects men. And it's not really like some people think, oh, this is kind of like a disorder. It's definitely not a disorder. It's just a way of being that you're just, you know, highly intuitive. You pick up on things other people wouldn't necessarily pick up on. You're maybe um, more emotional when things touch you in a good or bad way, that kind of thing. So that's an HSP in a nutshell. Yeah, and I like to look at it like ESP. When I was a kid, I used to say it was an extra special power. So, you know, there are really positive skills that can be ascertained and used from these special powers. Can you tell us a little bit about intuition and how that's used as, as, say, a productivity tool? Sure. So basically, most HSPs will have a pronounced intuition, which can also come from a pronounced empathy. So anybody, though, has intuition. So whether you're an HSP or not, everybody's kind of born with their own inner GPS. 
And you can use it as a GPS because it's your gut feeling. Whenever your mind comes up with a decision and somehow you're not really sitting well with it, that's because your intuition actually has a knowingness that you're not <laughs> using to make that decision. Um, and that's why I think intuition is so precious and in a way undervalued because so many decisions would be better if we either included it in our kind of rational thinking or if we even totally listened to it and sometimes abolished our mind chatter in favor of it. Well, and in today's world, we have so much noise that it's really hard to hear the inner voice and the inner downloads. And I mean, we do have to really consider, and I know it's really hard when everybody's going to work and dealing with, you know, the time management of life, but, you know, animals have intuition, right? That's how they know when to migrate and do all these things that are auto magic to them. For us, it's true. We have this external, you know, Google Maps, turn right, turn right again, turn right, turn right again. But can we really hear um, in our gut, you know, when, when we're getting these signals or are we so kind of cerebrally overloaded that we're really not tapped in or, or maybe we need somebody like you to remind us that, hey, this is a thing. And it can be developed and actually really help us in all aspects of our life. Yeah, I think you can think of your intuition maybe as your guardian angel, if you like, because it's always there. Uh, whether you listen to it or not, it's always there and it's it, it wants to help you. The, the, the intuition is there to make your life easier. So it's a question of how do you tap into that energy? And the way you can start listening to your intuition is by quieting the mind because the mind does not necessarily like the intuition because, you know, it's different processes for making decisions. So one way to do it is a meditation practice or, or if that sounds scary, just a moment of silence. If you're making a big decision about something, um, just take that extra minute and see how does the decision feel in your body? How... How does it make you feel? Do you feel shifty? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel lit up by it? And that's usually a, a sign where you get your intuition to check off something and say, yay, go for it. That's awesome. Or maybe you want to reconsider that. So it's just about giving it a chance to even have a say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I teach a lot of relaxation and some meditation, even on and offline. And people do, you know, it doesn't have to be completely silent. It doesn't have to be... Um, a religion. It, it can just be a very simple practice that people add to their everyday life just to give themselves a chance to listen. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I used to be very scared of the word meditation because it sounded to me like something you have to be holier than thou to do. And you have to have one hour to sit in peace in a Zen position and all that. So that scared me. So I just decided to rebrand it for myself and call it my moment of inspiration rather than meditation. And just sit there and allow whatever wants to bubble up to bubble up. And I don't say, oh, I'm not allowed to think at that time. Or, you know, I don't give myself any can or can't do's in that time. And whatever comes up is usually a message from my inner self or intuition or however you want to call it. And it just um, it's just now a, a, a natural way of being for me. If I do something, I check in with myself if it actually feels right or if a person feels right for whatever um, thing I have in mind. So it's just really um, leveraging something that you already have. And even in a very busy life, just take that one moment to just feel how your body feels about something um, that that's important to you. And then you'll already are one step closer to opening that avenue to hearing yourself. 
I love the one moment is so inspirational. And just so people kind of, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, a philosopher or anything for sure, but, um, you know, the self is sort of what watches the mind, right? And the mind can be full of everything, all of our media brainwashing, all of these commercials we've taken in, all of this stuff is like the mind kind of going through all of these things. And the self is sort of who is looking at all of this. And that's where that the inner, the inner voice of intuition is, is from the self. And the mind is just going, you know, with everything that it's taken in. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we all of us have a bit of a uh, of a monkey mind, like I like I like to say, because it's always busy. It's always telling us something, shouting at us, do this, do that, consider this, consider that, and and the inner voice is much more quiet. That's how <laughs> you also sometimes can tell the difference between the two. If you're like, am I intuiting this or am I just thinking this? It's a different, it has a different energetic resonance, if you like. If you can't tell the two apart, just think which one feels more peaceful. Yeah, yeah, because my mind wants me to buy a weapon red Lamborghini, but I think myself knows that it's probably not <laughs> the best not financial not decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mind can go all over the place. It's like, yeah, my mind wants me to eat bonbons, but myself knows that it's probably better to drink some water. Yeah, right. I mean, there's interesting things like uh, I'm not I'm not an expert in this, but like um, resonance um, work where you can actually see if your body is in agreement with something. Then there's you know you can look that up if you're interested in that. But it's it's also a very interesting way to see that even on a vibrational level, um, your body knows what's good for it uh, and what's good for you, uh, whatever it is um, you need to make a decision on. So definitely a tool I would recommend everybody uh, makes use of because it's already in your toolbox anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So more about intuition, Elena. What else? What else? Tell me more. So about intuition. Well, I think uh, if you start integrating that in your life, your approach to other people changes because you are less in your brain and you're more in your heart. You start to feel people, feel situations, and it opens up avenues and you'll see for example, in whatever business you're in, whether that's maybe the corporate world or the entrepreneurial world, is that if you work from that kind of heart center rather than just from your rational base and your knowledge base, um, you you will have a much bigger impact on people and you, you actually never have to sell yourself again because whether it's like you're selling yourself to get a new job or to attract a new client, if you actually really truly hear them and you're quiet enough in your own self to hear their truth, you don't even need to sell them on anything because you can actually resonate with them and feel what they feel and you can see genuinely, authentically, is what I have good for them? Is it, you know, that kind of feeling? That is a totally different value proposition than just laying out your expertise and saying, hey, hire me or, or, or something like that. Yeah, and then maybe you could even feel in your inner inner. Somebody told me once I was a great reality barometer. She ran everything past me. She good to know. So, yeah, what if you want to pitch an idea to your boss? What if you want to take a vacation? What if you want to get a promotion? What, you know, also it's, it's good to know when it's the right time to yeah. have or start a conversation. And your inner voice can really 
um, let you know, I know, believe me, I know better than anybody, it can be very stressful to, to be able to listen to when those right times are. Yeah, and, and it, it can have a very profound impact, though, because if, if you're somehow feeling that, for example, you ask your boss for a raise and, it's, and you're kind of feeling squeamish beyond what you should be feeling, maybe that's just your intuition telling you, for example, this is not the right day or not the right energy of the moment for you, just maybe have that conversation later, have it tomorrow, something like that can be so game-changing. And many of the big decisions I've made in my business and in my in my own kind of entrepreneurial journey were very often gut-based decisions. And now I know I'm supposed to be German and highly rational and have it all planned out, but many things just come to me literally, like I feel them. And even though I cannot necessarily rationalize it to myself why that's a good decision, I just do it if I feel it. And I have made the best and most profitable decisions like that. And I, I, it's, it's, it doesn't sound as good as saying I did a 100-page business plan. Instead, I said I just listened to my inner voice. It doesn't sound quite as convincing, <laughs> but it, it works. <laughs> well, and again, these things are, are their tools and they're developed, right? Like if I pick up a jigsaw and think I'm going to make holiday ornaments, you know, the first time I pick it up, probably not going to work out so well. They probably will not look like uh, Christmas trees and, and snowmen the first time, right? Um, oh, so like any other tools, you have to kind of work with things. And, and the other big issue that comes up is people that want to be an entrepreneur and they want to quit their job. And maybe they, they should take some time to develop these, this inner voice so that they can learn and also to build their skills as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, you have to talk to people. You have to sell things. You know, when I went from engineering to being Michelle the trainer, I had to you know, actually find customers for, for personal training and wellness. I had to approach businesses for wellness programs. I had to be able to, you know, go back into corporate basically and and, and be able to sit at that table and, and have a negotiation. And it, there's a dance to that. And having great intuition is definitely an asset. Um, yeah, because you sense your market also. You can sense... Uh, what's what's going on some of the best investors for example they say I just had this feeling you know they just had this feeling that they needed to invest in XYZ um, and like you would have a, a feeling that maybe this is your perfect uh, ideal audience that you need to go for and you feel they will resonate with you and and these things cannot always be empirically proven but they often as, as you quite rightly say they, they are often game changers if you do um, listen to them and for people who are ready to take the jump to say I want to choose myself I want to start my own business I've been an entrepreneur now for over a decade and the advice I would have for that is before you do that make sure you build trust with yourself that you're actually really in line with your why why are you doing this what are your motivations and and that you get a, a good handle on hearing that inner voice because that will guide you through sometimes the murky waters of being a business owner it's not always the path is never clear there's nobody to tell you how to do it or what to do there's no foolproof method and and the best method is actually to be fully aligned with yourself and trusting yourself that even if maybe the top advisors tell you something like XYZ cannot be done, but if you feel this massive pull that it can be done, and listen to yourself always more than you listen to the experts. If I had listened to the experts, I think I would 
been half as successful as I am today because very often in retrospect, I can see their advice was actually wrong. And these were people that were supposed to know better, but my intuition knew better. Well, it yes. And we're in a place I always call it smart for then smart for now. I mean, the world is changing. The economy is changing. Um, we could be in, in problem solving, right? You can, you can approach, let's say you have a, a meeting with a, with a decision maker and you want to solve their problem. You know, solving problems is, is great and it is a great way to, to create innovation and create business, but it doesn't always, it, you know, nothing is, is absolute, right? It doesn't always work that way. But again, if you're able to sit and listen to somebody talk for a minute, sometimes you can, you can more easily pick out those problems to be solved and create opportunities for yourself. But you have to be able to listen to your inner. Yeah, and it's, it's really like a relationship that you build with yourself over time. Because for somebody who's very uh, focused on uh, trusting their mind, to start trusting the intuition is a huge trust process. Like, you cannot just say, hey, from one day to the next, I'm going to shift gear. It's a slow process and you need to uh, maybe gain trust in your own abilities to really um, listen to that voice and get good results because that's what it's about. At the end of the day, is you, you want to be able to trust yourself that you'll guide yourself to the right place at the right time. Absolutely. What are other ways that we can develop this? Um, how you can develop your intuition? Well, you can go into a spiritual practice, of course. That's a great avenue for um, opening up your intuitive skills and generally kind of your spiritual energy, if you want to call it that. So there are a myriad of different ways uh, to, to go about that. You can try things like Reiki, for example, which is a beautiful energy healing tool. And, and you know, many people in the spiritual world talk about the third eye. The third eye is kind of seen as the place where your intuition sits and it's it's uh, supposedly in between the eyebrows uh, as, a, as, a, as a marker of where that third eye should be and it's an energetic uh, chakra if you wanna if you want to go to to those more spiritual terms and many people can also help you open up that third eye to become more call it psychic or more intuitive and um, so all of these more spiritual practices they can definitely help you do that and another way I found which is if you're not really spiritually inclined or that's not not your avenue is actually to uh, access your intuition through joy because joy is a very similar uh, energy and if you do things that bring you a lot of joy you get in touch with your own self because you're 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 happy it unblocks your your energy you can hear yourself better it's it's a it's a good place to make decisions from so it's like if you the can't song <laughs> It's like the happy song. Everybody loves the happy song because it makes them happy, you know? Exactly. And happy people make better choices. Yes. Well, yeah, because they're in a better place. It's like a, a, goodness, a goodness space. And I do think, I mean, we have to admit, I mean, Scott Adams wrote about it, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, you and I are both fans of the Altitures Choose Yourself. There's a daily practice which incorporates, you know, spiritual, a physical um, taking care of the physical body, of course, is a foundation to anything else we do with our body because our brain is connected. Of course, and I mean, you're the expert for, for that to know uh, what an impact um, that can have on a person's well-being. And I think it's, it's, it's basically like the daily practice from the altitudes. It's, it's aligning um, all of the parts of you. So that really, like you, you, you become like a like a 
beautiful violin and all of your strings are perfectly in line and the, and beautiful music comes out because they're all there and none of the strings are broken, you know, and that's that's kind of where you want to go. That's such know? a great analogy. And, and and that's that's why you cannot leave one out and say, oh, I'll do maybe uh, great physical uh, uh, workouts for myself. I'll, I'm super spiritual and and then maybe maybe ignore some of the the other uh, daily practices. And then suddenly you're like, oh, something is off. Something is not working. Why is it not working? You know, that was actually one of my biggest motivators in my weight loss journey. I was working at an engineering company, international engineering company. And all of the executives were runners. And I was told, you know, that I would never be able to run. And I worked on it and worked on it. And I ended up, you know, I became a big marathon aficionado from that. But part of that was that I was really inspired by watching the um, executive team. They were very technical. And they really, they either ran in the morning, they ran at lunch, they ran after work, they ran on the weekends. But, you know, there's, again, it's just a, the physiological circulation feeding the brain. It's just part of it, you know? Yeah. And you do such a, such a great job at, at, at helping people bring that um, into their lives as well, because a sick, a sick or, or an unwell body is, is, is a body that, you know, is a bit of a broken string on that violin. You, the music won't come out and the inner voice will also have more difficulty to come out. Sure. Absolutely. One of my most popular blog posts is, should I... Should I listen to myself if myself says I should eat bonbons? Because again, in the beginning of a weight loss journey, you're not really clued in. You have a lot of cravings and a lot of different things that are going on with yourself, and you don't know which is the right. Um, you know, am I ready to listen to what my body wants? Is that really my body? Is that my mind? And again, you tuning is such a great analogy for getting ourselves together and you know what we might be 40 50 60 70 80 years old and it's okay because we're still here <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and we're still here and we're all work in progress i think the enemy of of intuition is actually the craving for perfection and success in 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 the material sense because that'll always make you feel very imperfect and it will make you feel um that you're not doing it right Whereas every step you take, like James Altucher would always say, you know, improve 1% every day, whatever that will mean in your life, is better than saying, I'm going to improve 100% from one day to the next or from one day to the next. I'm only going to listen to my intuition. You know, that sets you up for a failure. It's better to be graceful and, and kind to yourself and say, I, I'm just going to try and do a bit better every day um, and be proud of yourself. And if there are days where you fail, don't beat yourself up about it. Just try again the next day. And you know, again, this. yeah, and we have to move past and more po move into more more positive, uh, success oriented space. And the mind is the one that's full of excuses. The mind is the one that tells us, "Oh, we're too old." The mind and the body may actually be too tired. I, again, I'm teaching a side class on time management because I know what it is to work 60 hours and then have responsibilities and then be able to do all the things that we do and drive and get gas and make sure there's food and that, all these things. Los Angeles is a very fast place to live. Um, and you know, we, we don't get a lot of free time. So the managing our time is, is really, really critical. And Elena, you've got some programs coming up on how, uh, we can also budget some time 
to work with you. Can you tell us about Sensitive Success and what's going on with that? Sure. I'm, I'm really so excited about that because it's a, a group coaching program called Sensitive Success. You can find that on sensitivesuccess.com. And it's really helping specifically women entrepreneurs because that I, I am a total champion for women's empowerment. And I stand by that. I, I love helping out my fellow women entrepreneurs to go from the inside out for success. So it's a combination. It's a program that teaches you a combination of inner mindset work with kind of the outer strategies of marketing and sales. And my belief is that unless kind of your inner inner game is on, your your success in the outward world will be off Um, because your your inner game um, is really are you aligned? Are you listening to intuition? Are you allowing yourself to be visible? Are you allowing yourself to make a difference? Are you allowing yourself to play big? Do you have some wealth consciousness blocks? Um, are you are you very introverted and you don't dare to kind of go out into the world? Or because you're so sensitive, do you kind of retract and play it small so nobody can injure you, quote unquote, from the outside world? So all of these things, if they're blocked, um, then no strategy in the world could actually make that kind of entrepreneur successful. Whereas if you lift um, that kind of um, stuck energy and you empower people to actually embrace their sensitive side and make it their best business asset, then you will not only see the business flourish, but also suddenly the strategies work and sometimes it's even the same strategies but suddenly they work because the person executing them is different and that's my goal is to really empower specifically highly sensitive and intuitive women to play a bigger game make a bigger difference in the world and doing it in a way that feels healthy feels natural and feels authentic rather than kind of more like uh, just sales or marketing strategies that might feel a bit off for them like they don't fit absolutely That's fantastic. Well, Elena, I really want to thank you so much. You are all the way in Munich, Germany, where it's like... Yeah, I send everybody big, big Bavarian love from wherever you're listening. We want big Bavarian bakery love from Munich, the lovely snow globe city. I love it there. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be back there soon to visit you. I can't wait. Yeah, so we're going to visit you at sensitivesuccess.com. I think that's huge. I mean, the, the... anybody's ability to even deal with the fear, rejection. There's so many things that happen that hold people back. So the fact that you're working on this, I think, is wonderful. And I know we can talk for hours more about all these things, but I will let you get back to the wonderful land of the glockenspiel and pretzels. And, uh... <laughs> I, I, I will, uh, well, I, if I would drink beer, I would have to raise a beer toast to that. <laughs> I'm the only Bavarian who doesn't like beer, I guess. But <laughs> it's all right. You can come to Los Angeles in October and we'll sort yeah, that out. <laughs> smooth to you. That sounds better. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Elena. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Find us at M-I-C-H-E-L-E, thetrainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M-I-C-H-E-L-E, trainer on Twitter.